Hello, hello, my dear nerds, and welcome to another episode. I've been doing this podcast for two years, and I've never actually introduced myself. <laughs> my name is Caro, and I'm 24 years old. I work in a bookstore, and I started this podcast because of my English teacher. My English teacher, at this time two years ago, during the pandemic, had us all write and record a podcast episode. We were allowed to either choose from one of her topics or think of one ourselves. I chose one of her topics and finished it pretty quickly. My teacher loved it a lot, she was quite impressed. <laughs> and she convinced me to have this podcast episode uploaded. It's on YouTube, but not on my channel. And a while later, I recorded another episode. This time I talked about books and I again sent it to her and she again loved it a lot. <laughs> so I decided to keep doing this and thus my podcast was born. And now I've been doing this for two years. Anyway, no one cares. I'm gonna talk about books again. What a surprise. I'm gonna start with Gwen and Art Another Love. Finally, an authorian love story. Finally! I've been looking for a book like this for a while and this is the story I needed. It takes place a few hundred years after Arthur's reign. Now his descendant, also named Arthur, is to be married to his betrothed, betrothed, Gwendolyn. Funny thing about the word betrothed, I just mispronounced incorrectly. Again, wait, that, uh, anyway. I used to pronounce it like betruffled in my head because I didn't pay that much attention to how it was spelled. I still mispronounce it as you just heard. Anyway, those two are to be married. The only problem is that they despise each other and they're also both gay. Which makes it two problems, but let's just ignore what I said. I am incredibly tired and it's too warm to be alive. Anyway, they're forced to spend the summer together at Camelot and in less than a day, Gwen catches Arthur kissing a boy. Arthur never learned how to be subtle, a wonder that no one else has caught him yet. To prevent Gwen from telling anyone, he blackmails her with her own diary where she wrote down all the thoughts she had about a certain lady knight, Bridget Leclerc. Gwen wrote the name in her diary. Both of them were born with one, bra one brain cell, and that brain cell has been asleep their entire life. They're idiots. They talk it out and vow to cover each other and to turn a blind eye should one of them have a lover once they're married. After those incidents, Arthur makes sure that Gwen can spend some time with her knight and after a while they get closer and feelings happen, romantic ones. And Arthur, well, he has taken an interest in Gabriel's brother, no wait, in Gwen's brother Gabriel, who has some struggles of his own, mostly his sexuality. The entire book is written in either Gwen's or an author's point of view, and it was really fun to get to know the characters. Each of them have their own problems and their own demons to fight. 
We learn about their struggles and how they deal with them. The romance is also very sweet. And I loved every bit of it. But... I do wish that the relationship between Gabriel and Arthur had more scenes. It felt a little bit rushed, especially towards the end. And I really would have loved to see more of them, especially after they got together. Other than that, I enjoyed it a lot and I love the friendships. The friendship between Arthur and his servant is awesome. It's best, especially how they got up to such mischief sometimes. It was really fun. Therefore, I'm telling you to read it. If you've ever wanted to read a good Arthurian love romance thingy book, read this one. I honestly don't know if there are other books like this. I never found any. If you know a book like this, please tell me. I need more. The BBC series Merlin still causes me pain to this day. Only books, only, only books can save me now. Books are my therapy. Since I am already talking about sweet romances, A Pirate's Life for Tea is the next book I wanted to talk about. It's a sequel to You Can't Spell Treason Without Tea. And therefore, I will say some spoilers to the first book. If we haven't read the first one yet, you can skip ahead. Or maybe you just don't care, I don't know. Anyway, at the end of the first book, our newly engaged couple got sent on a mission. Or, well, Kiantha received the mission of a dragon. But, of course, her wife-to-be and other friends help her out. Kiantha and Reina go on the journey, while their friends and Tony look after their shop. Why, looking for the stolen eggs, they find themselves in a dramatic lost story. There is Serena, who used to be a farmer but now turned to piracy to steal wheat, grains and occasionally a jar of tea leaves in order to give them back to the people that need it. The lord of this river is of course not really happy about it and wants to bring this pirate to justice, and even asks Kiantha to help him out, her being the most powerful mage who also crashed his party with her fiancé. <laughs> they joined forces with Bobby, one of the Lord's constables who happens to be Serena's childhood friend. <sighs> childhood friends to lovers? How adorable. Anyway, before any romance happens between these two, Bobby is determined to capture the pirate before anyone else does. But Serena dislikes her quite a lot now, making things harder. Kiantha and Reyna watch from afar at first, but decide to help these two disasters out. The dragon eggs may have to wait. Now it is matchmaking time. One of Reyna's favorite things to do. It was once again a lot of fun to read. It was incredibly cozy again, but I feel like there was way more action than in the first one. I still love the characters. The old ones and the new ones, and it was so much fun to see the different relationships develop. If you need a cozy love story filled with puns, you should read those books. Seriously, read this duology. There's gonna be a third one book. There's gonna be a third book at some point, and I can't wait to have it. It's one of my favorite series. It's just, it's just incredibly cozy, and it's gay. I mean, what else do you want? On to the next book. I wish you all the best, the Mason Deaver. I've read this one a while ago, but for some reason I never talked about it. I thought I did, but apparently I didn't. 
Anyway, it was the first book I've read by this author and I found it very enjoyable and fun to read. Ben de Becker is our dear main character and they come out to their parents as non-binary. Their reaction is terrible and they get kicked out, in the middle of a cold winter night without shoes or even proper clothes. I felt terrible for Ben and had a huge amount of rage for their parents. But fortunately, their sister, who they haven't had contact with for a while, takes them in and now Ben lives with Hannah and her husband. I love Hannah, she's awesome. She's an incredible sister for Ben. She did make some mistakes in her past and Ben was angry at her for that, understandably. But I'm really glad that they talked it out and by the end they had this incredibly sweet relationship. Both her and her husband were also really sweet and supportive until Ben comes out to them. I was really happy for them that they finally had supportive people in their life, just like they deserved. But at school, Ben decides to not come out. There they try to not be paid attention to, but then there is Nathan Allen. He decides to befriend Ben. And thus a beautiful and sweet friendship starts that slowly, very slowly, turned into romance. It was really sweet and I was really happy that after this horrible beginning things turned out better for Ben and they had awesome supportive friends. They deserve the best. All in all, an amazing story and I think that was also the first book I've read where the main character used they them pronouns. It was a lot of fun to read and I can only recommend it to you. Read it. It's good. It's really good. Read it. Last book or well, last series I'm gonna talk about today. Heartstopper. The second season is upon us soon and I'm incredibly excited. I unfortunately have to work on that day and I will get home from that quite late but who needs sleep? I can sleep at some other point. I'm gonna watch the entire season one go and if I pass out from lack of sleep the next day at work, so be it. I'm gonna... I, I'm gonna do it. Absolutely worth it. And a problem for my future self. Anyway, if you haven't heard of it yet, you really missed out, but it is not too late. Anyway, what is this beautiful series about? Charlie Spring is openly gay and got heavily bullied for a while. Luckily, he has a few awesome friends. Seriously, I love the friendship group. <laughs> They're all such nerds and they have the sweetest friendship. Besides Charlie, there's Tao. He is very protective of his friends, especially after Charlie got bullied, and initially doesn't trust Nick, their love interest, at all then in the beginning. But after Nick's feelings turn out to be genuine, he backs down and is happy for their relationship. Elle, another friend, is really sweet. I love her. <laughs> She's awesome. Anyway, she transferred to an all-girls school where she makes friends with Tara and Darcy. Those two are also in a relationship, but they keep that secret in the beginning. Anyway, the book is set after the Christmas holidays. Charlie goes to his class where he meets Nick for the first time. After a few lessons and talking to each other every now and then, Nick asks him if he wants to join the rugby team. During those practice sessions, they of course get to know each other better and grow closer. 
They spend more time together and Nick, who thought he was straight, starts to question his sexuality. He even googles it and takes am I gay quizzes. I did those too. That's a fun time when I was around 15, I think. I never felt attraction towards anyone and didn't even know what crushes were supposed to feel like. I still don't really know. My results were always either gay or asexual. Both are correct. If I had a serious like Heartstopper, it would have been a lot easier. Anyway, this entire Heartstopper series covers a lot. From very sweet romances and the best kinds of friendships, to trauma, mentalage, health issues and many more things. The author does it beautifully and the characters feel very real because of it. It was a lot of fun. I loved it. Read it and watch the series if you haven't. And if you have, do it again. In the TV series, a few things are changed. Some characters don't appear at all like, for example, Charlie's younger brother. But we get characters like Isaac. A rather quiet guy and an awesome friend who reads a lot and doesn't partake in any drama. I love him. I also love how his friends don't mind him being quiet. I was really glad that he was an unimportant part of the group and no one told him to talk more. It was really nice to see something like this. Anyway, that's it with this episode. Also, in the last episode I mentioned that I will talk about Grandmas of the Modern Cultivation in either this one or the next episode, but I decided to read more Chinese and gay fantasy books to make an entire episode about that. I recently finished the first book of Husky and his white cat Jitsun. I loved it. And that's all I'm gonna say about it. <laughs> By the way, I've been living in my new flat for 50 days now, and it's really nice. I have daylight, and there is sun, there is light in my room. Also, my new best friend Manu gifted me a plant, because I can have plants now. They no longer die in my basement, alone in the dark. Because, I don't know if you know this, but I have daylight now. I just need to hope that I don't murder this plant. His name is Wally and I will protect him with my life. I really hope he doesn't die, but so far he looks very adorable and fine. <laughs> anyway, bye bye!